Hello and welcome back to the Cybersock podcast. This week we have Red Hat and Catherine Tehan from Cardiff University. This week we'll be talking about the hashtag love to work for week set up by Cardiff University and we'll be talking with Red Hat about the opportunities that they are offering for graduates. Keep on listening. So welcome everybody. Would you like to uh, introduce yourselves? Let's start with the uh, Red Hat bunch. Uh, Gareth, do you want to take the lead? Hi there. So my name's Gareth James. <clears throat> I'm a service delivery manager here in the UK. Um, so my role at Red Hat is I manage a team of consultants, about 24 consultants of which um, I also manage our graduate program here. Um, I've been I've been at Red Hat since 2017. Before that, I was a contractor with Red Hat for about three years. And before that, I was living in Kuala Lumpur working for Hewitt Packard. So yeah, so I've been here um, managing the grad program. So we first started in 2017 and I'm still the grad manager. Brilliant. And we'll hear a little bit more about that program near the end. Thank you, uh, Martha. So hi, I'm Martha and I left Cardiff University last year and then joined Red Hat in September. So I've now been working at Red Hat for about six months as a junior consultant. Brilliant. And uh, Rob? Hi there. Um, so I'm an associate consultant here at Red Hat and I actually joined the graduate scheme at Red Hat in 2017 uh, after graduating Cardiff University. Uh, so I've been through the graduate scheme and I'm now working as a fully fledged consultant so I can give any grants or any questions uh, a good shot but yeah thank you brilliant and last but not least Catherine hi my name is Catherine Tehan and I am the placement and employability lead for the school of computer science at Cardiff University welcome everyone thank you for coming and Catherine this is a big day because me and George have wanted you on the podcast since day one seeing <laughs> as you are the reason why we now, the tech industry and all your employability events and all your hints and tips, we basically reshare on this podcast if you've uh, had a chance to listen to any. Um, so thank you so much for coming. Now, this episode is mainly about the hashtag love to work for week, um, an event that you've put on this year for students um, as a virtual way to meet employers. Do you want to just tell us a little bit more about um, the event? So, yeah, I mean, to be honest, I've been trying to get hashtag love to work for week off the ground for a couple of years. And normally what we do is we started with a tech fest and we have blind date and this in person and it's cool and it's fun and we have the theme music and we have the screens and the heart shaped badges and everything. And it's one of the most exciting events I think we do of the employability calendar in the year. But of course this year is virtual and we were thinking what can we do that will is just as exciting, just as, as diverse but it will work in a virtual world. And I come up with the idea of this week and yeah, 22 events across five days with the idea that we would have something for everyone. I definitely think you met that goal. I, I think it's been an amazing week. And yeah, as you mentioned before, uh, I know you've been trying to get this off the ground for a while this week specifically, but you've been doing events for years now at Cardiff uh, since I've been there um, all the way back in year one. And I'm sure there was many events before that. Uh, my special favourite is the um, blind dating. I may be biased as I have hosted it for the last few years, but um, all the events have been absolutely amazing. And I've definitely found this week to be great because they're all in kind of one week so people can really focus on them. And the opportunities available has been, well, been insane. 
The speed dating events have been majorly successful, haven't they? And your insights have been really interesting. Yeah, and we started, and oddly enough, we started our events. Our first event was in 2017. And this is when we first started looking at how we do, we develop, how as a school, we want to develop stronger relationships with organisations. And we were at the point where um, the NSA had just been launched officially. Um, and we were just, I think we were just in the point of our f- sort of first year of NSA students moving into their second year. And we were working with companies along there and we were, I don't know if anyone knows, but the National Software Academy is um, project-based learning. And the idea is that students will interact much more closely with employers. And we wanted to take that model and then expand it across the school so that all students in, you know, studying computer science and in the School of Computer Science would have the same opportunities to engage with employers. Also realized that I didn't want to do it in the usual way. Mm didn't want to do employers just coming in for talks or doing guest lectures I wanted to do something a little bit crazy and a little bit different more engaging um, yeah more interactive because I know in my secondary school I don't know if George has experienced that or um or anyone in this call that it just when you get people just talking at you you don't necessarily take in the information as well as if you get to interact with them talk with them network I think it's really important to build those skills as well when you're still in education because that's what you're going to be doing in I say the real world, but when you're starting your career. So I definitely think these events have um, uh, ensured that. And uh, myself and George have loved them in the last few years, um, especially the ones um, before we went on placement. And if it wasn't for the events, I wouldn't have got my placement. So it's definitely been successful for myself and I'm sure many students. And it's actually a great segue into um, our other guests, um, Red Hat, because Red Hat has been a part of the events for several years now, and you've got a really special relationship with the university. So how did that all come about? So the relationship started back in 2017. So um, after we just hired um, Rob, who's on the call today, and Aidan Kemis, who's also an ex-Cardiff University student, um, after we hired them, myself and the graduate coordinator, Joe Shields, uh, went down to, I think, the old um, NSA campus or old buildings before they moved into their new buildings. And we met Catherine and Matthew, and um, we started just talking about ideas of how to um, build a pipeline or a a relationship with the university. So because we were trying to um, look at next year's cohort, and as it was so new in the UK, we had we had no relationships so it made sense to build a relationship with Cardiff University because two of our graduates came from there and I'm also based in Cardiff as well so it's on my doorstep. It kind of just like worked out then in the end it's kind of kind of perfect time for a relationship. <laughs> so um, we've been like I said we've been running the graduate program since 2017. Every cohort since 2017 has had as uh, students from Cardiff University. So in 2017, we had two. In 2018, we had one. In 2019, we had, uh, I believe, one. And then in and the latest cohort, we've actually got three. So we've got Martha, Alan, Wong, and Maz as well, who have joined the cohort. Wow, that's extremely impressive i think especially for a company uh, as big as red hat to take so many of their cohorts from a single university 
Um, I mean, it goes to show that I think Cardiff University definitely has a wide range of talent. Um, and I think that's probably what strengthened your relationship over the last few years. Um, and I think it's been amazing. I, I've spoken to other students as well. And the events that the school puts on is amazing with all the companies and that. But when there's a company such as Red Hat that comes along, it really does strengthen the validity of the events because it's like, oh, wow, like we get a direct connection um, with with these large companies. And we get to talk to the people who who run the programs and get to know what they want to see. And it really does help, even if you don't want to apply for those jobs. I think it really helps with individuals like personal growth and understanding kind of what the larger companies are looking for sometimes. Um, but the events are definitely amazing in more ways than one. I mean, the other companies that are there, they may not be as big or they may just be Cardiff, uh, like Cardiff based, but they're also, it's also great how you can get a personal connection with them. And it's all about building that relationship, which I think I found really valuable. Yeah, Alfie, I also feel like it's really nice seeing them around at the university, knowing that they care about the community, you know, where they're based. I remember that when we worked at STEM events, um, Red Hat would come and maybe it's like sponsor some of them. I remember one of those where yes. they um, helped out um, some of the local children because um, they had a coding um, competition and they went there to judge it. And it's just amazing that you guys are so involved with the community and that you really give back and inspire like the younger generation. Um, so that's why, you know, um, it's so great in Cardiff University see that and that's why so many people also apply <laughs> um, I feel like it's a two-way street isn't it yeah I mean, we've been very lucky um, as I said you know Cardiff University is the biggest uh, provider of students to our graduate program um, I think it's down to you know the relationship that we have with the with the university um, I think it's the dialogue that I have with Catherine and Matthew and the work that we do with the NSA because as well as the consulting um, scheme that we have here in the UK we also have what's called a pre-sales scheme which is for solution architects and we've had a couple of um, students from the NSA join the pre-sales uh, community as well so as a whole you know Cardiff University um, produces really good technical students which are a great fit for Red Hat. A great thing I think about one of our um, students that we just got from the NSA um, she's been nominated for um, a finalist in the Every Woman in Tech uh, and this is in the Rising Star Award category and it's an amazing achievement on her part for the, all the work she's been doing especially in the uh, our build community which is the uh, Blacks United in Leadership and Diversity, which we have at Red Hat. That's great to hear. And, and all to think as well, it's like, I'm, I'm sure she would have still got the role, um, perhaps if there wasn't a relationship, but this relationship definitely, I think, strengthened the fact you made making her aware of the company and now she's excelling in there. And that's really great to hear. And I think for Catherine, that we've spoken a few times about it, about how proud you get when students that you've helped have gotten into roles and they flourish. And uh, for example, Rob, you I mean you always talk about how great, how um, proud you are of Rob. And it's just lovely to see that that keeps happening. Um, and that's just because of these events that you've put on. It is. And, and I think what else is, and, and I think it's not just, I mean, hopefully um, we have that kind of relationship with our students. So when they graduate and they move on, they want to sort of come back and they want to be involved and, you know, they want to bring their own brand back to Cardiff. But one of the things that I'm probably one of my soft spots with regards to Rob is the fact that he is, was always actively engaged as a STEM ambassador and wanted to continue that. But Red Hat actively encourages it. 
they actively encourage that relationship between recent alumni and the new students and I think that's what's amazing about Red Hat as a company and how that relationship has developed over the years. So yeah that's part of Red Hat so um, our culture is very important to us so um, as part of our culture and our, our development plans for our graduates um, we, we talk through their training plans but also what give back they can give back to the community um, so I've been working with Martha around her uh, training and development plan for this year. So as well as the technical training Martha's been doing, we've also been focusing on the give back and part of the give back has been this week doing events um, and including this podcast. Yeah, definitely. I have to say, uh, go, going into events also uh, that Martha's been doing, I was gutted that we couldn't actually do uh, our Lego Lab event last year that we tend to do obviously because of um, remote learning. But I'm, I'm really pleased with how um, we've managed to get events going in cumulative years uh, with different graduates as well. So it's been a real success from our, our side to see that there's still that sort of desire to give back um, while also we can encourage that as well. And I know you're... Um your workshops are talking amongst the students quite a bit. I missed out on the um, Lego workshop in my second year and then I was in placement for my third year so it meant I couldn't go and then this year I was like oh it's fine I'll be able to go in my final year and the pandemic hit. I was like no god I missed out. <laughs> um, so I definitely think uh, having those events that happen yearly gives students things to look forward to as well. Um, I know Red Hat aren't the only ones who put on workshops but they are one of the top um, companies for sure that students want to go to and get involved with them. Uh, you had a workshop today, which I think was amazing. It was really good fun. We were getting to do some design thinking, which was nice. And that wouldn't have been able to happen if it wasn't for the virtual stuff necessarily. It kind of changed up your um, workshop style. And I think it, I think it was definitely, it was nice. And the students that uh, went there, I've spoken to a few of them after the event and they really, really enjoyed it. Um, and before we get on to discussions about the grad program, because you've already said some of the great things about what it's like at um, Red Hat, we can kind of build upon that in a second. I just want to kind of bring it back to this week and just kind of ask how you found it um, as employers and Catherine, how you found it as the organizer. And then me and George can kind of give our perspective on it for any people who are, uh, maybe they missed out on the events and they maybe want to attend events in the future or next year. Kind of like, how did we find them? And did we think they were valuable? I think the answer is probably yes, but <laughs> kind of what are your thoughts on that? I think um, I can jump in on that one. Yeah, go for it. Um, so I've attended quite a few of the events this week, uh, the first one being the panel event. So uh, there were so many students attended that. So the engagement and participation in that was really, really great. And then uh, attending the speed dating, that was really, really good. So many students attended and it was a bit hectic because everyone was always asking questions and we always wanted more time in the rooms. But it was really, really valuable, I think, for both the students and the employers. It's been great all week. And the workshop as well, that was that was really good. So we did the design thinking workshop and we got so many people interacting and it was a lot of fun. I think it's really good. That's great to hear. And Catherine, um, how have you found this week? I know it's been stressful for you uh, because you've had a lot of uh, moving parts, but kind of what are your thoughts on how it's all gone? It's, I, I gotta say there's um, organizing 22 events across five days is no mean feat <laughs> um, <be> easy. And, <laughs> no? <laughs> um, it's kind of I think one person made a comment sort of towards the middle of the week and said oh we're okay now all you've got to do is host and I'm like no that's not what happens <laughs> um, 
but it's worth it. And I and I did say, um, and I've said several times, if we secure just one role out of this week, um, it'll have been worth it. Um, I suspect we'll um, secure a few more than that. Um, but yeah, I think it's been worth it. And I think it's what was needed. I think there's this whole kind of weird sense of apathy at the moment. It was needed, yeah. And I think having something like this, where you've got a whole week with there's so many different things going on, is we need to be re-inspired every now and then, because otherwise it does start to feel like Groundhog Day. Um, and I think that's the whole plan was, and we timed it in, with that in mind. You know, we looked at where we could time it. And of course, we wanted to make sure it timed it around Valentine's so we could fit in with the whole hashtag <laughs> love to work for theme. But we we know that it's needed now. We know that students are starting to feel that and the stress of exams are over for a little bit. And I know it's not usual exams and there are weird online assessments. Um, and I think this is kind of that perfect time to so come on, let's let's reinvigorate everyone. Let's inspire them. Let them know that actually, you know, this is on your doorstep right now. Mm. You know, this is what's next. Let's think about that. And let's think about what, how we can develop, continue to develop some of these key employability skills, even though we're remote. I, I totally agree. This morning I was talking to one of my placement pals and he was saying that he just did one of the video interviews and he found it so hard because he wasn't talking to anyone. It was kind of just an automated interview, which I understand lots of companies do. It's the best way to like get through a lot of applicants, but having these students be able to physically talk to their employers and get more of a one-on-one -on -one atmosphere, I think is really, you know, picked up the pace of people wanting to apply, more getting involved, because it can be very isolating applying for these jobs, not hearing back, wondering, you know, am I doing it right or wrong? So it's really good to have actual feedback and having these live sessions. Definitely. I definitely, I, I live in a house with um, a lot of final years. So job searching fatigue is a big thing, especially after about four months now of being in final year, you're, you're told to like, get out there, look for roles. And it become really difficult when you submit your CV because that's that's kind of what a lot of these um, application processes just want. They want a CV and some details, and then you may never hear from them. And it's like been two, three months, and exactly what George was just saying, you feel, am I not doing it right? Like I've made sure my CV was like precise to them, and I've made sure the application was good, and I thought I'd done everything. And unfortunately, some companies just can't get back to everyone. Um, we won't necessarily get onto that because I think that every company should address every single person that applies, but it get, it happens, especially when there are a thousand, a thousand applicants. So events like these just give students that hope that employers are seeing them. And even if they don't get a job from that said employer, they know that they've impressed someone within the industry, giving them that like, we, I can do it. Because sometimes, you know, students can be needy. They need that reassurance. I think, Kathy, you've said that before, like, because uh, we've spoken about like, students do, do sometimes need that belief in them because they believe in themselves for so long. They got to do exams, revision, all that kind of stuff that it's good when they get some positive reactions from someone. Um, and the platforms like these events, I think is really, really important for that. Yeah, and I, and I think the um, I, people have, it's, it's been drummed into students that if they haven't secured a graduate role by October, then it's too late. And I'm saying, if you've secured a, graduate role by October that's great but are you prepared for that graduate role um, and then they start to give up so the time in the event of this and making them realize that actually there's huge organizations out there and a huge number of organizations out there who are looking now 
you know, they recognise the need that students need to prepare to be able to apply. Yeah. They want them at their best and being at their best sometimes mean they have to wait. And companies will come and ask me, especially SMEs and that will come and ask and say, when's the best time? And I would say, let's avoid January because they've got exams. You know, if you're, if you're looking to secure your grad or your placement role in October, you're not fully prepared and you want the best. You want those who have been given time to prepare and, you know, get that first, that first semester of the second year and the final year, particularly the final year, is so heavy going. It really is. So yeah. difficult. So add the pressure of, oh, if I haven't got a, a graduate role by to that, you know, melting pot of pressure anyway is not good for anyone no and i think that's a great i, I do wish more companies did i think i, I do wish just a little bit more of like we're not going to put applications out until february let's say it'd be good just to have that time because i think also some students feel like they're missing out like oh no if i don't look now i might miss a job uh, that could be really good for me um and this is actually a really good transition into the job role that um red hat are offering because i believe you only uh, opened up your applications um today and I do think it's a really good time because a lot of the stress and exams are over and students are really able to focus on applying for roles. So, um, yeah, Gareth, did you want to talk a little bit more about what you uh, what you guys are offering? Yeah. So actually, I'd just like to cover the point that you were just talking about. Yeah, go for it. About, you know, companies open up roles. I mean, we pre pre COVID, we never um, uh opened our roles until the, around the November time. And we always look for assessment centers in towards the end of January. And we usually, um, I'd usually email Catherine to find out the best time to do an assessment center. And it was usually the end of January, February. So Martha, who's on the call now, she her assessment center was, I think the end of January. Yeah, it, that's right. It, yeah, so it all depends on the company. So our headcount for graduates isn't released until August September time so it has to be approved so therefore sometimes companies release the headcount early some release it late this year we've released it very late because of COVID um, you know all companies last year and in Q1 of this year are having a tough time but we know the value of our graduate program and we want to continue it so there was a lot of to and fro in within Red Hat to secure the headcount. Now, the only headcount that we were taking on this year is graduates, you know. Um, otherwise, the team will remain pretty static. So you can see that, you know, Red Hat still values the, the, uh, the opportunity of recruiting graduates or students, you know, into our company. So that's why we've released pretty late in the day, really, because that's, of what's yeah. the impact of COVID. But just obviously, despite the impact, you've still managed to release a scheme, uh, release the roles. And it's yeah. so, so important. I think I can't stress it enough as individuals and knowing a lot of people who are looking, the the amount of roles that were available last year and the year before their students had like been preparing for, had maybe aligned their placements with because they knew they wanted a certain job and they just don't open. And I understand that COVID has had a big impact, but it's it can be really disheartening for the students who've been through four, three-year degrees for these jobs and then suddenly that's not available anymore so yeah. it's it's great that you're still able to offer so even if it is a little bit later than you would normally release it the fact that it's still something being released um is great and i mean i think for everyone thank you for doing so and um, realizing how important it is to take on the graduates um 
from my Happy point to... of view, it's a blessing in disguise because what a brilliant way to end hashtag love to work for a week. It is Red actually, yeah. Open in their roles. <laughs> Can we do That's this every timing. year, please? <laughs> <laughs> Align them. Um, okay, so let's talk a little bit more about the role then. I think it'd be good to hear about kind of what the role entails and maybe Martha and Rob can kind of discuss how they felt um, working the company has been like. And uh, yeah, I think that'd be a good place to carry on to. Yeah, so this year for um, 2021, we are... Um, recruiting 20 graduates across EMEA or Europe. Um, out of that, we're looking for six graduates within the UK. Um, the programme this year will be slightly different from um, pre previous years where um, we would be looking to recruit straight into Red Hat Consulting, Red Hat Pre-Sales. So what we're actually doing is actually advertising for technology graduates. The scheme itself will run from September 21 through to January 23. Um, in that period, um, the graduate or the student will have the opportunity to rotate through three different departments within Red Hat. So they'll, they'll have a secondment to Red Hat Consulting, uh, Red Hat Pre-Sales and also C&E, which is our engineering department. Yeah. At the end of, end of the graduate program, uh, depending on the role that they like, they can apply for, they can apply for either come to consulting, pre-sales or engineering. Um, with those rotations, in between the rotations, they will sit within a central team and along with their EMEA graduates or cohort, will also do the Red Hat training in between their secondments. Uh, that sounds really good. I think that I'm loving the, I do love the rotation aspect. A lot more roles I've seen have been offering that, uh, especially I think it's useful for students who may not know exactly what they want to do and they have kind of a, quite a few interests. So offering the fact they, you know, the consulting side, the um, solution architecture and uh, software engineering, was that the other one, I believe? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We used to get a little, a bit of taste of everything, and then after the the graduation scheme period, they can kind of move into the sector they want. And I guess for um, yourself as a company, it works out because you ensure that the students go where they where they best fit. And I guess that only ever that only really benefits everyone in the um, grand picture of it all. Brilliant. Um. So Martha, seems you most recently joined the scheme. I know the scheme was a little bit different. And when you um, got onto it, but I don't know if you wanted to elaborate a little bit on how it's been and maybe just a little more details about what kind of what scheme you're on. Yeah, sure. So uh, my experience is very different to Rob's, I imagine. But um, yeah, so I started in September last year and obviously everything had to be online, which was really unfortunate as um, a big part of the graduate scheme is getting to travel. So it was really unfortunate that I was not able to do that. And I really hope that for this year's grads, uh, they get the, the opportunity to do that. But in terms of my own experience, it's I'm really enjoying my work and Red Hat really prioritizes your, your personal growth in both technical and soft skills. So the first couple of months I, uh, I did a lot of training um, and now I'm doing more shadowing so I get to shadow senior consultants on projects so that's been a lot of fun and a big learning curve um, but I've only been here for six months so I've got a lot more to learn. <laughs> that training aspect I think is really important we've spoken a little bit before this um, and you're saying how much training you get and uh, um, it kind of allows you to focus on different paces because not everyone learns at the same time. Um, yeah 
Uh, that sounds, I think that sounds really useful. And kind of what experience did you have coming into the role? Were you kind of nervous? Did you, were there, was there reassurance for things that you weren't comfortable with? Um, I was very nervous, but I think that's just me. I, uh, I was very reassured by Gareth and um, everyone working at Red Hat, but I was personally very nervous because I think everyone always feels a little bit of self-doubt when you start a new job, um, but everyone's been so great and so helpful. You know, they have such a great culture at Red Hat. So if you ever have any questions, everyone's so open and willing to help you. And if they don't know the answers there, they'll find someone that will help you out. So yeah, it's been really, really great. That sounds like a great, that's, that sounds like a really good culture. Um, now, oh, Gareth, do you have anything you want to say? Yeah, I was just going to say, um, uh, it's been enjoyable working with Martha because, you know, we've been going along her training path and her technical training. And, you know, the, I think, you know, Martha was nervous about failing, you know, and a lot of our graduates are, but our our culture or our ethos is fail fast. So there's a lot of exams yeah, with, with the, the graduate program, but it's okay to fail, you know? Um, it, it's not like university where you've got to pass first time. You know, if you fail an exam at Red Hat, it's not the end of the world, you know? We'll support you to reset the exam and we'll drag in other people to help you, you know, the consultants to, um, you know, go through the exams with you, go through the content. So it helps you then um, with when you reset the exams. So, you know, we try and take the pressure off the graduates because I know that coming into a new job, you know, you want to do your best. You don't want to fail, but it's okay to fail. Yeah. That's definitely really important that you're able to manage that. I think especially like imposter syndrome, I think definitely yeah. can come over some people. I know where um, myself and George, we did placements last year and when we, joined the companies it was a little bit like oh my god am I, am I good enough to be here like this is, this is quite intimidating but having that supportive environment is really really important and then eventually you will then just flourish by yourself and be able to support others I think that's really really important yeah I was yeah, gonna no. I was gonna oh, sorry I was gonna say um that you know for my first exam um after I failed that you know the first thing that everyone asked me was oh do you need any help with this can I can I help you with anything that's on the on the content for the exam so everyone was so supportive and I was so worried about failing but you know everyone was so great about it and uh, I just told Gareth I think it was last week that I've booked my next next exam and Gareth was quite surprised because the uh, the first time that I took uh, the other exam he had to convince me that I was good enough to take it straight away and just you know like you said before fail fast and just just keep trying and keep going yeah when we talk about um, you know imposter syndrome, and that's something that we try and address within um, what we call Grad Week. So, when you join Red Hat, um, there's a lot of onboarding. Um, so, one of them is new hire orientation, where you get your Red Hat. The other one is Grad Week, where we it's usually a physical event where we bring all of the graduates from from Europe all together to one location, and we run a number of events. Now, one of your old students, which Catherine knows, with, with, sorry, which Catherine knows, um, Aidan Cammies, um, he was a 2017 uh, graduate. Um, he actually does a lot around uh, mental health and well-being, and he's um, now become a mental health first aider, and that's one of the, um, one of the uh, 
subjects or or actual presentations that he does in grad week was around you know imposter syndrome and mental health you know because it's very important to ensure that you know we we address the both the the technical side but also the well-being of of the student as well when they join red hat that's really important i actually um i know aiden uh, a little bit before he uh, moved on to red hat and i saw his post i think it was on linkedin and maybe facebook as well uh, of uh, some sort of webinar that he um, put on about um something uh, that he struggled with and how he got through it and i thought it was really I thought it was great that he was doing that, but then when I realized it was within the company and that you guys were influencing that, uh, I think that speaks volumes about how you take care of your employees. And uh, some people think that it's every company does it, but some companies don't, they may, they're not as intent- attentive. So that's great to see and hear and as a mental health officer here at Cardiff, it's really um, important to see that after university, there is support within the workplace and making sure students are aware of that and that they won't be alone is really important too. Um, brilliant. Well, we've also got Rob here, who, if I'm right, you're no longer on the grad screen. You've you've moved on into a um, official role. Uh, like not you know you know what I mean. Uh, a role uh, yeah. in the grad role. So, what's your experience been like with the transition phase? Uh, so yeah, it's they aim to make it as a smooth transition as it possibly can be. So that's from university to grad, and then from a grad into a uh, a full role. So. Um, I joined the scheme uh, along with Aidan in 2017 and then graduated it about March 2019. Uh, and by that point, I'd done the exams and training I'd needed to do. Um, and I was still looking for my, my little niche area that I, I wanted to go down because when I first joined, they refined it a bit now. I was given quite a lot of, um, say, decision was mine, essentially, to choose where I wanted to go. Um, so in the end, I ended up going down sort of infrastructure, Ansible, uh, an open ship route, but, uh, it's because of the time I had and the development that Red Hat gave me, uh, I was able to make the best decision for me and the most informed decision as well. Uh, and I'm just very grateful that I'm able to pursue say an area that I want to do, um, which I also have had some good experiences while learning it as well. So, um, from uh, a graduate to a full consultant it's it's really quite seamless i found anyway um and i hope uh, it'll be the same for for martha when it comes to her to to come to the next step well thank you everyone for um coming onto this podcast and talking about the event and the opportunities and a little bit more about red hat we really really appreciate it and i think it's been a great episode so thank you thank you so much and we'd be more than happy to have you on in the future if you want to come back And uh, yeah, I really appreciate uh, your time coming here, especially on a Friday uh, evening. (laughs) 